Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Blog Talk Radio. Peace. <clears throat> Tune in to another... Uh... Self Growth Saturdays. So, um, gonna be a little short show, but we're just gonna get into basically self discipline and passion, and uh, whatever. <laughs> excuse me, whatever else, you know, um, you know, coincides with it. I feel like these two things actually go hand in hand. Um, we're going to start off with discipline. Um, pretty much what discipline is. Um, plan. And the practice of training people to obey rules or cold behavior using punishment to, to correct disobedience. Um, I wouldn't say that so, but that's the, what they use to say what discipline is. Uh, All right. Um, self-discipline, the ability to control one's feelings and overcome one's weakness, the ability to pursue what one thinks is right despite temptations to abandon it. Um, so self-discipline. Um, basically, it's similar to self-control, self-mastery, control, restraint, self-restraint, willpower, uh, resolution, resolve, persistence, determination, tenacity, grit. Like I said, uh, self-discipline and passion go hand in hand because when you want to quit, that's where your self-discipline is going to come into play. Um, And we know life without self-control Self-discipline, um, I say it's the same thing, um, self-control or self-discipline, just simply because it takes you constantly staying on yourself. It's constant, I wouldn't say struggle, but uh, to a certain extent, that's what it is. It's a, a power struggle within yourself, um, which we're constantly in a battle of, of you know, just doing everything to a certain, um, you, excuse me, <laughs> um, you know, as we learn, we, we learn to do things a certain way, um, and eventually certain things become habits, and the biggest thing is breaking those bad habits, which takes self-discipline, it's hard to break bad habits, um, it takes passion. It takes you actually really wanting to get over that or 
get over that hump or achieve that goal because um, it's not easy. That's why most people continuously do the same things or stay in the same place or uh, just stay in the same situation for the simple fact of they don't have, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, self-discipline. Um, we see that a lot of that in our culture today that it's okay not to have self-discipline. Um, that it's okay to be mediocre or be last place because you're still a winner. It's not true. It's not true at all. And what I mean by that is it's not about what place you came in. It's about how hard you went. Fast places where you really want to be at, then that's cool. But most people want to be in first place. It's going to bother them to be in last place, fifth place, or even second. And there's no problem with that. That's how it's supposed to be. We're supposed to want to be better. We want, we're supposed to want to be our, our best. And we also want our competition to be at their best as well. And at the end of the day, you learn that your only competition is yourself. You are your only competition. You're continuously in a power struggle to, how can I say, um, not let the outside world control what you got going on. And this is mainly for, like, my younger people. I mean, even as you get older, you still deal with certain hiccups, but it's a lot easier to deal with to a certain... <clears throat> it is easier to deal with as you get older. As you get older, you uh, get wisdom, and uh, you learn where to apply certain knowledge that you have. You know, when you're younger, you don't know you have the knowledge. You just don't know how to apply it just yet. <clears throat> why it takes experience that's why it takes you you know going through things it takes you doing stuff like this you know um making your you know hundred first hundred uh podcast yeah it may all of them may not be great though at the end of the day you'll get better the people that tune in will see that the growth in you. Um, and you'll also help them grow. Um, like I said, it's a teacher, I mean, <laughs> teacher student relationship, no matter what, no matter what we're learning and teaching everyone that we come in contact with regardless. Um, so why not be at our best? Why not picture yourself at your best? And that's where self-discipline comes into play. Sometimes what we don't realize is how we feel about ourselves. The outside world really sees and perceives us that way. That's why it's very important your <clears throat> your self-image of yourself. You know, how do you feel about yourself? You know, these constant things you should be saying to yourself. If people are treating you a certain way or you're getting certain results, what are you doing to get those results? There's something that you have to be doing. Um, 
you know, how can you change it? So you don't get those reactions. So you don't get those, excuse me, certain perceptions. <clears throat> because it's something inside you um, that people get those certain perceptions about you. You know what I mean? It's life. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, today, took a lot of discipline to uh, do my show. I've been up Probably since 4 o'clock, took a nap, woke up at like, uh, I want to say like 9 o'clock, 9, yeah, I think it was like 9 o'clock, um, and got to moving again, and uh, you know, I took a little nap before I did my show, and today I, I you know, I wanted to chalk it up that oh, I'm just tired, you know. Had a long day. Then I remember, you know, I made a promise to myself that I was gonna stay consistent. I was gonna, you know, um do these these uh these hundred shows consistently and not quit. <clears throat> um, you know, it was rough getting it started. I I didn't want to get started, I just wanted to just close my eyes and go to sleep. I remember, um, you know, the intentions that I burnt for for you know the New Year's uh, for the new fiscal year. Um, you know, the intentions that I burnt that I let you know that I let go, and uh, I won't forget. I never forget, so I I stay on myself and continue to just get better. And, you know, the biggest thing is your character. You know, um, if you have a great character, all the things that you want will come to you. Um, there's nothing that will be able to stop you because of your character. Um, remember, your reputation is everything. Um... And it's the same way, just like a credit score. It's easy to ruin, but hard to build back up. You know, so keep your name, you know, clean as much as possible. Be a stand-up person. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, as much as people want to say it's lame to be a straight-up person who stays on top of what he does at all times and not be irresponsible, it's the right thing to do, you know. Um, why wouldn't you want to be responsible, you know? You know, a lot of times we blame it on our upbringing, but what about what do we do to uh, get comfortable in that environment? Did we want to get better? You know, did we want to thrive? Much we want to blame it on our upbringing environments, um, we need to honestly get to a point where we control environments no matter what, you know. 
it would truly have to be a, <clears throat> a very strong environment to affect you. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like one of those places where it's intentionally made to bring you down. You know, I mean, and there's stuff like that. There's places like that where everything you're around is meant to bring you down. Though, you may be high enough. You know, our goal is to be high enough so that we bring it up. We, when we walk into a room, we bring the consciousness level up. Because we have trained ourselves. We have worked on ourselves that much. And... It's not easy, but we're going to, you know, make it look easy. We're going to make it look real easy, you know. Um, experience. You know, when you experience those failures and shortcomings, you're going to need self-discipline and passion to keep you going, to keep your fire going. When no one believes in you, you need self-discipline and passion to keep you going. Because there's going to be times when people don't see your vision, when people don't believe in you. And it's okay. Because they can't see what you see. And that's fine. You saw it. So it's up to you. How bad do you want it? How bad do you want to be the person that, you know, you wish you were? Why, Why can't you be that now? Why can't you not be that person now? What is stopping you from being that person now? See, once you ask yourself these questions, it only ends up with, with it, you know, being one answer, you. You're the only person stopping you from being that person and continuously being that person. No outside force, no matter how much people want to pick on you or make fun of you or say whatever or demean your character, that's not you. Truth, you know, of course, you know, you always are buzzed, but truth will always come to light, no matter what, you know, um, you know, no matter what, we should always want truth, we should always give truth, and if we're not giving truth, we need to hold our tongues. You know, um, stop leading others in deception. Stop leading others blindly. We don't know. Let's just be honest and say we don't know. There's nothing wrong with not knowing. You know, I mean, I say it all the time. When I don't know, I don't know, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's actually better to tell people you don't know. So when you actually do know something, hey, well, shoot. We know he's not trying to act like he's some perfect know-it-all because you don't have to. Just be you. Be who you originally were always supposed to be or wanted to be. You know, as much as you know, what would you do if money didn't exist, if money wasn't a factor, what would you do? You know, you need to ask yourself that. What is it truly that your spirit gets happy when you're doing? 
What is it? You know, what can you do no matter what? It's it's one of your, your hobbies, habits, whatever. So why can't you do it now? Why can't you do it in your spare time that you have for yourself, the time that you have for yourself? Even if you are working, why can't you take out time for yourself to do something extra for yourself? Work on that craft, work on that, that hobby, work on that goal. And there comes the, the self-discipline. So you don't make excuses for not doing certain things. So you don't, you know, um, so you don't get stumbled by the times when you need to fuel yourself. Self-discipline and passion will get you through again. You know, it's not easy to will yourself into a better space. And realistically, your life is hell. Though, you know, to get out of that hell, you got work to do. And you can get to where you want to go. You know, be honest with yourself. Nothing wrong with being behind the ball. A lot of people get so caught up into the trying to keep up with the Joneses or trying to keep up with others. For what? You need to keep up with yourself. You know, I don't ever try to really get into a competitive Not competitive, but more of a, I would say jealous. There's nothing wrong with competition when it comes to success or reaching our goals. You know, um, especially if we have the same ones, if our peers have the same goals as us, it's actually even better because now we have people around us on the same mindset. And that's a good competition, you know. See who gets there first. See who gets this first or whatever it is, you know. Um, and that's usually a mastermind group. That's usually the people that you want to have around you because they're going to help you will yourself because they're going to be willing themselves as well. And you're going to see them willing themselves to a new place. And that's going to inspire you, you know. Only those that don't have that willing, you know, that, that, that fire within their belly are the haters or the ones that usually say, oh, you can't do it because they can't do it. So you never listen to them because they can't do it. Because they gave up. Why would you give up? Why would you want to become them? Why would you want to fall into the crowd? When you can blaze your own path or follow somebody's path till you can blaze your own path. And what I mean by that, somebody successful have a mentor who leads you in the right direction. And then from there, you know, then merely nothing but a guy, just somebody to run with you so you can get your pace together on this marathon that we call life. 
Because it never stops. As much as we wanted to, as much as we wish, <clears throat> you know, that we can get breaks. Not how it works. No. No, uh, let's just say it definitely will get done. <clears throat> yeah, definitely, you know. It's like the person who, who, excuse me, the athlete that works out. Or anybody that works out, you know, there's going to be days where you don't want to work out. You know, if you're a singer, you're a rapper, or, you know, hell, you've been doing a podcast, there's going to be days where you're not going to want to do it. And when you make a promise to yourself, or when you make a goal, you got to stand on it. You got to be... A man or woman of your word at all times, you know, a word is very important. Um, I was always taught that at a, at a young age that my word is everything, you know. Um, at the end of the day, when we lose everything, that's that's all we got. It's our word and our, you know, as a man, that's all we got is our word and our balls. When it really boils down to it, when you lose everything, that's all you got. You got a good reputation. People believe in your abilities. You get a lot of, you know, opportunities and and just, you know, different things are going to happen for you. And that only comes with, like I said, self-discipline and passion. Because you're going to be hard on yourself to not do certain things that others would do. Because you know better than that. So, yeah, your karma is going to be a little harsher than most. A little faster than most. Oh, well, as long as you can live with your choices, that's the, the best part about it. You know, um, I really want to do a long show. Hold up, just hold that thought. Let me, um, guess we can, uh, read another excerpt out of Power versus Force. So, 
they go into spirituality. Although this chapter has dealt primarily with secular uses of this tool, it should be pointed out that applications of the technique can be profoundly spiritual. We may, for instance, test the contrasting statements, I am a body, as compared to I have a body. Appropriate questions proceeding from this point can resolve one's most basic fears. All limiting self-definitions create fear because they create vulnerability. Our perceptions are essentially distorted by our own self-definition, which in turn is qualified by identifying with our limitations. Error occurs when we cling to the belief that I am that. Truth is unveiled when we see that one has that or does that instead of being that. There is great freedom in the realization that I have a body and a mind rather than I am my mind or body. Once the fear of death is transcended, life becomes a transformed experience because that particular fear underlies all others. Few people know what it is to live without fear, but beyond fear lies joy. As the meaning and purpose of existence become transparent, once this realization occurs, life becomes effortless and the sources of suffering dissolve. Suffering is only the price we pay for our attachments. In peripheral issues, however, are involved even in spiritual quests. In the matter of spiritual teachers, Americans are extremely naive, partly because spiritual pursuits does not have a long tradition here as it does in older cultures. That the world abounds with false gurus is well known in India, but such cynicism does not come readily to Americans. Fakes repeatedly come out of India with impressive presentations and hoodwinked naive Western spiritual aspirants who, in childlike trust, leave home and hearth and sell their belongings and follow the charismatic spiritual con man down a path to eventual disillusionment. The acumen of some of these gurus can be dazzling, and their capacity to mimic a convincing sincerity is amazing. They often take in even sophisticated spiritual seekers. This is spiritual seduction, a mixture of truth and falsehood blended in a slick package. The teachings sound valid if one cannot see that their truth has been distorted by false context. Such spiritual exploration is routinely exposed in India where these media-hungry frauds are held in low... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. My bad. <laughs> um, excuse me. Sick packages. Such spiritual exploration is routinely exposed in India, where the me- these media-hungry frauds are held in low regard and often confined to their quarters by the government should they return home. Such so-called teachers can inflict terrible suffering 
and tragedy. The most ca- catastrophic depressions in clinical practice have occurred and people who have discovered that they have been spiritually deceived and raped. Such disillusionment and pain. I think I read that last week. The first place. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember if I actually read that. I think I did. I think I did actually read that last time. Yeah, I think we did. Yes, we did. Let's see. Hold on. Social problems. Oh, no, we didn't. We did not touch this. I was like, what? I'm reading so much. Sometimes I forget. Um... Okay, such disillusionment and pain is far more severe than that, which results from other losses in life. And recovery has not always been possible. The charm of all false prophets is persuasiveness. But use of the testing method described herein provides a foolproof safeguard against such deception. It is informative to watch TV evangelists with the sound turned off and have somebody test you. False gurus also make people go weak in a dramatic fashion. It is all as though the universe considers spiritual rape an especially grave error. What of a true teacher? In the first place, a universal hallmark is that the true teacher never controls anyone's life in any way. Instead, they merely explain how to advance consciousness. But if we do test, we will find that Mother Teresa, recognized by the world through the Nobel Peace Prize, calibrated at 710, and the acknowledged Indian spiritual teacher, uh, Ramana Marshi, who died in 1950, calibrated at 720. He went into a state of enlightenment at 16, never left the mountain where he lived, and led a life of humble simplicity. Eschewing money, prestige, and followers, and would have remained anonymous had not a well-known British writer's description of Marshy's enlightened state brought seekers from all over the world. We might have read this. No, we didn't. Nowhere is spiritual fraud more prevalent than in the in the world of channelers and psychics. It is informative to check out the level of truth these mediums express as well as the level of the supposed source on the other side. Sometimes a surprisingly high level of truth is in fact being taught. A level of truth that calibrates at 500 is worth listening to regardless of its origin because the inability to love is at the root of most human problems. Beyond the level of 500, material possessions and worldly needs become irrelevant, which is why true teachers neither seek nor desire material gain. Appropriate use of the system will always lead to self-discovery and growth. Eventually, it can lead us to have compassion for everyone. 
when we see how we all must struggle with the downside of human nature, everyone is crippled in some area, and everyone is somewhere on the path of evolution. Some ahead of us, some behind us. And the steps we have walked are the old lessons of life, and before us are the new teachings to be learned. In actuality, in actuality, there is nothing to feel guilty about and nothing to blame. There is no one to hate, but there is that which is better avoided, and such blind alleys will become increasingly apparent. Everyone has chosen their own level of consciousness, yet nobody could have done otherwise at any given point in time. We can only get there from here. Every leap has to have a platform from which to originate. Pain exists to promote evolution. It com- it's come a uh, cumulative effect finally forces us in a new direction. Though the mechanism may be very slow, how many times it is necessary to hit bottom before a lesson is learned? Perhaps thousands, which may account for the sheer quantity of human suffering so vast as to be incomprehensible. Slowly by inching, inches does civilization advance. It is an interesting exercise to use the technique to reassess our society scapegoats for example to calibrate the current power level of the united nations and then ask what level will be required to successfully do the job for which it was designed when we see such discrepancies spelled out in plain numbers we may stop berating ourselves and blaming institutions realizing that they often simply do not have the requisite power to accomplish their expected tasks Condon- Condemnation disappears with understanding, as does guilt. All judgment reveals itself to be self-judgment in the end. And when this is understood, a larger comprehension of the nature of life takes its place. That which is injurious loses its capacity to harm when it is brought into the light. And now nothing needs remain hidden. Every thought, action, decision, or feeling creates an eddy in the interlocking, interbalancing, ever-moving energy fields of life, leaving a permanent record for all time. This realization can be intimidating when it first draws on dawns on us, but it becomes a springboard for rapid evolution. In this interconnected universe, every improvement we make in our private world improves the world at large for everyone. We all float on the collective level of consciousness of mankind so that any increment we add comes back to us. We all add to our common buoyancy by our efforts to benefit life. What we do to benefit life automatically benefits all of us because we are all included in that which is life. We are life. It is scientific. It is a scientific fact that what is good for you is good for me. Simple kindness to oneself and all that lives is the most powerful transformational force of all. It produces no backlash, has no downside, and never leads to loss or despair. It increases one's own true power without exacting any toll. But to reach maximum power, such kindness can permit no exceptions, nor can it be practiced with the expectation of some selfish gain or reward. And its effect is as far-reaching as it is subtle. In a universe where light goes to light and birds of a feather flock together, we attract to us that which we emanate. Consequences may come in an unexpected way. For instance, 
We are kind to the elevator man, and a year later, a helpful stranger gives us a hand on a deserted highway. An observable this does not cause an observable that. Instead, in reality, a shift in motive or behavior acts on a field that, excuse me, or behavior acts on a field that then produces an increased likelihood of positive responses. Our inner work is like building up a bank account, but one from which we cannot draw at our own personal will. The disposition of funds is determined by a subtle energy field which awaits a trigger to release its power back into our own lives. Dickens, a Christmas story, I mean, Christmas Carol is the story of all our lives. We are Scrooge. We are all Tiny Tim. All of us are both selfish and lame in some areas. We are all victims like Bob Critchett, and we are all indignantly moristic. Uh, Miss Crotchet refusing to tell Scrooge. The ghosts of Christmas past haunt all of our lives. The spirit of Christmases to come beckons us all on to make the choices that we will enhance both our own existence and that of others. If we calibrate the energy level of Christmas, by the way, it becomes obvious that it power resides within the human heart itself. All avenues of questioning lead to the same ultimate answer. The discovery that nothing is hidden and the truth stands everywhere revealed is the key to enlightenment about the simplest practical affairs and the destiny of mankind. The process of examining our everyday lives, we can find that all of our fears have been based on falsehoods. The displacement of the false by the true is the essence of healing of all things, visible and invisible. And always a final question will eventually arise for every question there. The biggest question of all, who am I? And yes, we did actually do that. Okay, so um, the ultimate object of our investigation is a practical rather than an academic or philosophical understanding. Although certain philosophical conclusion can't immediately be drawn from even a brief analysis of power and force from a practical viewpoint before proceeding. We need to know what the intrinsic source of power is and how it operates, what accounts for its greater strengths, why is it that force always eventually succumbs to power. In this respect, the Declaration of Independence can provide a rewarding study. Source power is how it operates. What accounts for its greatest strengths? Why is it that force always eventually succumbs to power? In this respect, the Declaration of Independence 
from a very rewarding study. This document calibrates at about 700. If one goes through it sentence by sentence, the source of its power appears. It is the concept that all men are equal by virtue of the divinity of their creation and human rights of interest to human creation and therefore inalienable. Interestingly enough, this is the same concept that was the source of Mahatma Gandhi's power. On examination, we will see that power arises from meaning. It has to do with motive and it has to do with principle. Power is always associated with that which supports the significance of life itself. It appeals to that in human nature, which we call noble, in contrast to force, which appeals to that which we call crash. Power appeals to that which uplifts, dignifies, and ennobles. Force must always be justified, whereas power requires no justification. Force is associated with the partial power with the whole. We analyze the nature of force, it becomes readily apparent why it always succumbs to power. That is, in accordance with one of the basic laws of physics, because force automatically creates counterforce. Its effect is limited by de- definition. We could say that force is a movement, it goes from here to there or tries to against opposition. Power, on the other hand, stands still. It is like a standing field that does not move. Gravity itself, for instance, does not move against anything. Its power moves all objects within its field, but the gravity field itself does not move. Force always moves against something, whereas power does not move against anything. Force is intrinsically incomplete and therefore has to be consistently has to consistently be fed energy. Power is total and complete in and in of itself and requires nothing from outside of itself. It makes no demands. It has no needs. Because force has an insatiable appetite, it constantly consumes. Power, in contrast, energizes, gives forth, supplies, and supports. Power gives life and energy. Force takes away, takes these away. We notice that power is associated with compassion. It makes us feel positively about ourselves. Force is associated with judgmentalism and tends to make us feel badly about ourselves. Force always creates counterforce. Its effect is to polarize rather than to unify. Polarization always implies conflict. Its cost, therefore, is always high because force incites polarization. It inevitably produces a win-loss dichotomy, and because somebody always loses, enemies are created, are always created, constantly faced with enemies. Force requires constant defense. Defensiveness is invariably costly, whether in the marketplace, politics, or international affairs. And looking for the source of power, we have noted that it is associated with meaning and that this meaning has to do with the significance of life itself. Force is concrete, literal, and arguable. It requires proof and support. 
The sources of power, however, are beyond argument or not subject to proof. The self-evident is not arguable. That health is more important than disease. That life is more important than death. That honor is preferably preferable to dishonor. That faith and trust are preferable to doubt and cynicism. That the constructive preferable to the destructive are all self-evident statements, not subject to proof. Ultimately, the only thing we can say about a source of power is that it is just. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I'm in on that note. Um, see you guys next Saturday. Peace. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.